Hi everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Fish Across the Ponds, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host Peter Pratt and joining me today we've got the living legend, the man himself, Dave Shaw from UK Phillies. Dave, how are you? I'm good mate, I'm good. Despite the, the, the terrible week that we have had, I'm, I've just seen the Nationals lose again, they've dropped another game and it's made me realise that you know what? Things aren't all that bad with us looking around uh, Major League Baseball at the moment. So I'm still happy. I'm still good. Okay, so the bar's been set low if you're uh, <laughs> comparing against the Nats. But <laughs> yeah, true, um, true. Good. Um, well, listen. Thanks for joining. Um, we had we had Ryan on earlier in the year uh, to talk about. I think that was the first series that that we had. But it's good to get you on. Um, I guess at this point. Uh, we're expecting soon enough there's going to be a blue tick next to your name. The the amount of <laughs> followers, the traction you've got, mate. I mean, this you know, it's you're a leading light in UK baseball, mate. So oh, honoured to have you on, mate. <laughs> thank you, buddy. It's it's just it's just good fun. I I just started the account up originally in 2017 just to find if I wasn't the only Philly fan in the UK because I felt I was. <laughs> I just wanted to talk baseball and Phillies with with other fans in the UK and America and. The way it's gone on since has just been phenomenal. I've been, I've been so, so lucky. I'm not going to deny it. I've, I've been incredibly well treated by the Phillies themselves and had some incredible luck. And um, just I'm just enjoying it. Just enjoying interacting with fans in America and talking baseball with people here and made so many good friends for me. I've got more out of the account than I, I ever thought I would. And it's just all been a bonus. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Awesome. Are you? Would you say you're engaging more with US guys you like Philadelphia based fans and, and US based fans or is it primarily uh, UK I've do you know what, last year in the last couple of years it's it's been it's been more it's been more America but this this year, last year's been more America but this year I'm finding more and more UK fans are, are starting to appear which is which is really good especially on the Facebook page as well uh, and it's I think it's a, a good mix at the moment it's a really good healthy mix there's, there's certainly more. There's a lot of new UK fans, Philly fans, popping up, which is which is great, you know. And I've had a couple say they've seen my account, and you know they've they've got into watching the Phillies, and you know they've jumped on board, and you know that's all fantastic. So uh, yeah, let's hope that keeps on coming. Yeah, well, let's let's be honest. For those guys that are new to the Phillies in the UK, they've got one hell of a lineup to to watch this year. Um, there's oh, no yeah. doubt about that. Um, so we're we're gonna head into a four game series starting tomorrow. We've already seen each other once. That was a Marlins Park. That was a three game series. Uh, you guys took it two one. It was very close actually. Very uh, close, down and, to it, the... and it, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's just spend some time talking about that series just very briefly uh, on the Marlins podcast that we've been doing. There's been a lot of emoji talk. Uh, let's, uh, in that podcast. And actually, on the Saturday uh, game uh, for the Marlins Phillies, there was a lot of emojis flying around from you. <laughs> there was a lot of beer emojis, mate. I've got to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a few. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> Your timeline, I think, was sketchy, I believe, the day after when you reviewed. It, yeah, it was scary because I remember nothing from it at all. <laughs> I, just, I was looking back going, this, this was not me. This was not me. 
I don't remember watching the game, but my my fiance came down the stairs and said I, she said I was just lying on the floor, like upside down, watching the game, <laughs> tweeting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it feels like maybe when you're on the what what needs to happen to take the account to the next level? You need a secondary, you know, you need a backup when you're on the beers. You put the account in someone else's hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Hit up Dave if you're out there and you're keen for that. Hit him up. He'll be keen. At UK Phillies. <laughs> You've got it. Um, so since we last uh, last played each other, you guys, I think, have gone on a bit of a skid, I think it's fair to say. Uh, it's been some tough, a tough road matchups anyway. Um, you've gone, I think, three and six since we last played. There's been some major bits in the news, though, that have popped up, uh, particularly from the Mets yeah. series. You've had you've had the Arietta annual rant and early early this year. What, pre- early, he's gone early. I mean, what are we yeah. now? April something. Um, he's gone early with his rant. That be- that becomes the annual event. The the prelude to that was Bryce becoming the first Philly, I think, to be ejected for three years. <laughs> three years. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't seen it, um, and obviously this is primarily a Marlins podcast, so maybe you want to talk through the Bryce Harper element, and then maybe what what Ariata's rant was actually about this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it about this time? So Ariata's ejection was 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 daft on both sides. It was daft on, uh, on uh, sorry, Harper's ejection was daft. It was daft on his side. It was daft on the umpires because, come on, you got to be made, to be, to be an umpire, you got to be, you got to have thick skin. And, you know, they must get Shouted all sorts from the crowd, from the benches, mm. all the time. That Harper was getting to them, and they and and they were getting to Harper, and uh, they met in the middle. Uh, and then what? Well, it was Kapler that came on and went face to face with the umpires first, and then Harper came and joined behind. And then as he's arguing with the with the umpire, is his Harper's arm sort of bumped. The umpire's arm, which has gone into the the official review, which could lead to a suspension. But the amount of injuries we've got, and we are fit on the ground anyway, and then for Harper to get ejected in a close game and possibly risk suspension was just a little bit daft. I understand the passion, and I like the passion. It was good to see Kapler out fighting for his players. That was cool. It was good to see the passion come out of Harper. But I just it was just, at the same time. Like I said, with the injuries we got in a close mm. ball game, to have him thrown out the game, uh, you know, it, we don't, we didn't. It's not needed yet. I think it's a bit too early for this this stuff. Um, and then Ariata's yeah. comments sort of threw the team under the bus. Now, <laughs> what what Ariata was saying was right. You know, it, 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 yeah, the, he said the dugout was flat. He said the, the team are not backing him up. It, basically, deja vu to what he's saying last season, except mm. last season he called out Scott Kingery. Uh, this time he, he also called out Harper, saying as well that Harper uh, ejection was stupid. We need him in right field. We need uh, we need him not risk getting suspended with the injuries we've got. You know, no one backed Ariata up. The errors are kicking in again. Um, you know, and basically gave the team a bit of a rollicking on national television. Uh, hoping to fire a bolt into them 
and mm-hmm. see a reaction. Uh, and the reaction he got was a, a 9-0 thumping the next day. Uh, <laughs> That's just what he was looking for. Just what, yeah, what we're all looking for. You know, and, and say, Ariata was right, but I feel his comments should be more in, in, keep it in the locker room. You know, let mm. loose him in the locker room. Let him know how you from the locker room to, to come out to the media and, and say all this stuff, you know, and sort of put, putting our dirty laundry on the line in front of the, the, the national, international media is, I don't think it's the smartest move. It's never ended that well when I've seen it happen in other sports. Mm. Um, it just it, it also concerns me that is there something else going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? Why is there yet already coming out and saying this stuff? Is 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 stuff going on behind the scenes that's annoying him? That's making him come out and say this stuff? Although hearing from Cubs fans as well that apparently this is quite a regular thing when he's at the Cubs doing this sort of stuff. So it's it's more of an Ariata trait than anything else. But yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, it's it's sort of stuff that. You know, I, if we can get a few wins in the next, you know, we can get some good results against you and the Tigers next, and that sort of stuff gets brushed under the carpet a little bit. But while if this, if these losses continue, and these comments start to surface some more and, and more comes out, then it, it could get a little bit ugly soon. But mm. but that that's you know, it's it's not going that route. It's a uh, state. Does positive. he does he have that standing in the ball club where? He can make them comments, and people will listen. And yes. well, if, if his record, he, he didn't have a good year last year, so I wouldn't say so. You mm-hmm. know, if, if he was at the Cubs, then maybe he won a World Series there, and he was he was immense for the Cubs. His record was fantastic. But last year, okay, injuries didn't help him last year. Granted, um, he, he started the season okay. He's done well. He's not been spectacular. He's, he's not been bad. He's been middle of the road. Um, the thing is, he let he let you know he gave away three earned runs and seven hits in that game as well. He wasn't he wasn't that good, you know. He wasn't very good against the Mets as well. You know, it was a bit you know asking position to back him up. Well, there was no chance to back him up because we were already three three nil down, four or four one down when he came out. So you know, it's, it's a it's I don't think he's got that stature yet. He could have you know, but mm-hmm. no, I think he's. I say, if he's at the Cubs, then yes, I think he would have that stature. But the fact that he's not hitting the ground running and hasn't done that much in his Phillies career so far, no, he hasn't got the stature yet. Not for me. Not for yeah. me. All right. So, Jake, maybe uh, cool your jets. Focus on your own game. Uh, yeah. I assume we'll see him uh, in the in the Marlins series. Uh, yeah, I think. better than me. But... Uh, uh, he's put on the spot now. <laughs> and we were just discussing this before we went on air. Uh, was it? What did I say, Pete? Was it Saturday? Nola tomorrow. Then I cough, and I think Saturday. I'm gonna go with Saturday. I'm gonna wing it. Yeah, which which will be a, an absolute nailed-on loss for him because the Marlins. We only on a Saturday. It is Saturday. It is Saturday. Oh, oh well, yes. well, there you go. <laughs> He's gonna take the loss there then. Of because, course. yeah, you we guys only... are on fire on Saturdays, right? You guys only win on That's Saturday the only nights. day. The only day we play. We play Saturdays in the black jerseys and we absolutely blow teams out. So, we'll see how he responds to that loss then. <laughs> oh, that would be something. Um, when, after all Arietta's comments and then we get kicked by the Marlins on a Saturday night with Arietta pitching. There you <sighs> go. The, the oh, key no. question that everyone thought. wants to know is, it is, mate, listen. <laughs> Saturday night, what are you up to? That's the main thing. Are you going to be out? Are you going to be drinking? What? 11 o'clock start. Uh, I'm coming back from the foot. I'll be coming back from the soccer. So, Brighton play Newcastle at 5 30. 
Uh, I'm going to be out for a few beers after that. And if we lose that and condemn our relegation fears even more and then come back to Ariata getting kicked by the Marlins, I could be, I could be one in one fragile state on Sunday. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, well, we'll look forward to that when there's be some beer emojis Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah. So, it's the best way to get through it on Saturday. I, I agree. I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll probably be following suit. Um, so Bryce, <laughs> Bryce, Bryce was ejected. Um, he started fast and it was, there was a lot of buzz, a lot of hype and it was fun to see. Um, particularly that the Nat series, obviously, and whatnot. Yeah, but he's definitely cooled off since. He, he's cooled off now. It's for me. He, if Bryce Harper's, if he's, uh, if he's confident, if he's playing well, he's not blowing up at umpires for strikeouts. Is that what it comes down to? He's just a bit frustrated with himself. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit. I think there is a bit of that. Now, I haven't seen that many full live games. Uh, in the last couple of weeks with all the late games on. Um, he's, he's not getting a lot of good stuff to, to hit at the moment either. Pitchers are working around him. Pitchers are very much coming inside of him. He doesn't like that. Uh, pitchers are working him out. He's, he's going to have to try and rebound off that and work them out again. Um, but when I've seen him, he's had a lot of strikeouts. this week. Like Harper gets a lot of strikeouts anyway, but more than usual in this last week. Uh, he got the home run against the Rockies last week. He's sort of overswinging now. His timing's slightly off, and it's sort of you feel like he's trying too hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think he's getting frustrated with himself. You know, the, every strikeout that comes, you just see his face, and you see he's getting angry. He's getting angry with himself, uh, and then he's getting involved with, like we saw in the first game against the Mets. He's getting involved with the umpires now, which yeah, usually is. And you know, I've played at a very, very low level here in the UK, but. It's sort of, I can reminisce with this because when I'm given some dodgy calls, it does get to you. Then you start getting involved <laughs> and then your mind starts focusing what the umpire, because then when you, when you don't know what's coming, you get dodgy calls behind the plate, you sort of lose your strike zone because you don't know what the umpire is going to give a foul or a ball or strike. So it start, that starts playing on your mind as well as other things. And it's just, it sort of escalates and he's quite an emotional player as it is, is, uh, is Harper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Again, I can reminisce with this. I think I feel like we're the same person, me and me and Bryce. <laughs> um, and, and when your emotions start kicking in, you know you, you start to lose focus and you start to overtry. You get more and more frustrated. And as we saw on, on that first game against the Mets, I think it all just boiled in. He was getting nothing given his way. Everything was going against him. The umpires were were, were terrible, but it was the same for both teams. The Mets had some bad calls as well. Mm-hmm. But I just feel that it just sort of overspilled. And then with but the, this whole series is starting to overspill. You know, you had Harper yesterday. You know, the, the, be- the Hoskins yesterday got thrown at, and the bench is sort of nearly cleared. It just took one more. They both stood out gently, eyeing each other up. And you just Are they like, going to go full? Is it? Gonna I think be tonight, 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 everybody's on it. I can see it. Yeah. One bad pitch, yeah, yeah. one hit by a pitch. Because to be fair, we did. We have plonks and Mets pitchers in this series as well. And it's just been bubbling. The ninth inning, top of the ninth inning last night, um, it was it was Rame literally threw one at Hoskins' head. He just ducked out the way in time. He just dropped his bat. And then the benches slowly cleared. You know, they looked at each other and went, all right, we'll save it. We'll save it. And then Hoskins yeah. got walked on another bad pitch. And Hoskins threw his bat away and just, gave, just constantly looked at Rame the whole time, walking on first base. 
So there's a mm-hmm. good little bit of niggle coming with this Mets, uh, Mets series, like the good old days. Um, yeah. And I guess Hoskins, thinking back to last year as well, mate, he, he obviously, he, he did end up getting, I think it was a, a foul tip actually, but off the bat, wasn't it? Into his face. Into so his face. Did... Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's he, last year he's, although saying that when he came back from that injury, he was absolutely on fire. Um, <laughs> and he was struggling up until then. So actually did him the world of good, mm. but. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been plonked before on the face. He knows how much it hurts. And it was quite a nasty injury. I think it broke his cheekbone. I think that was it. Yeah. And he had to come yeah. with this, this, this double-sided protection helmet. He looked like something out of Gladiators, you know. And um, Yeah, he, he's been plonked before. He knows what it's like. Yeah. And I, think, I, I hope, hope that was the fire to take us into today's game. Because everybody mm-hmm. from then on, once it was too late, you know, one out, top of the ninth, game over, we were in 9-0 down. But just just looked like it fired Hoskins up, the, the reaction on the bench. For at last, we saw some fire that we hadn't seen in the last few days. So I'm hoping they're going to go into tonight's game and really make Vargas pay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I've uh, we heard ahead of our Marland pod uh, yesterday evening, there was a Mets fan in touch, actually, to ask whether it was possible that they could trade Vargas for Urania at some point, straight <laughs> up. So, what that's saying to me is they're not massively confident about what Vargas has got to offer at the moment. So, I think there's a decent chance. Who's on the mound for you guys this evening? Eflin uh, or... It's Nona tomorrow, so it's Velasquez. I think it's Vince tonight. Uh, Velasquez tonight, Velasquez versus Vargas, which I'm actually very confident about, and and that yeah. that feels weird yeah. to say okay. because last last year Vince was was just couldn't go more than four innings. You know he was he, he, he had a lot of pressure coming into him for this season, and actually he's been one of our better pitchers so far. He's had a, he's had a good start, like Arietta, nothing spectacular, nothing bad, middle of the road, good solid pitching so far, which has been a nice a nice pleasant surprise so far. You know it's actually mm-hmm. Nola who's the one who's struggling and actually Ariat and Velasquez are the two getting it together so far. So I, I do fancy yeah. tonight. We can't get swept to the Mets. Christ. It can't happen this early on. Yeah. Just, well, oh. digging into your pitching, something that has happened since I spoke with Ryan ahead of the first series. At that point, I, I remember asking him, Pervetta, it seemed, uh, particularly because of Ryan's fantasy links. Um, yeah. There was a massive buzz in the fantasy circle. He was a fantasy darling, Pivetta. Yeah. Getting talked up galore. He said, Pivetta, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. What's your take on him being sent down already? It wasn't just the fantasy circles. It was, it was all of us. It was the Philly <laughs> media. It was, yeah. it was the hype. And especially in spring, he was he was touching 100 mile an hour with his pitching. And he was on fire. And this is everybody, breakout season's coming. And it just hasn't. It, it, his velocity is down a long way. His commands disappeared. I just wonder whether it's that early pressure that's got to him. You know, there's a lot of expectation on him. It's we need to win games. Vince um, uh, Pavetta is is um, he's under a lot of pressure. He's a young player. He's a very young pitcher. And uh, yeah, he's bumped second rate. He's put second rotation. Which is already early pressure on a pitcher, and he just just hasn't kicked on. And it shows him being sent down shows that Phillies are not messing about. 
They want to mm. win games. They want to win. You know, they're not taking no no ball. If you're not performing, you're going to be sent down. It's sort of a warning shot to the rest of the team as well. Like, if you're not, perform- if you're not performing, you're going straight back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he will be okay. I think he, I haven't seen him pitch since, actually. I don't know how he's getting on the minors, but he's, he's young enough. He has got stuff. We saw it last season. We saw it in spring training. He just needs to figure it out. I think he will. and I, I do think he'll be back in that rotation in the next couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. What well, I guess another picture of yours that's kind of had a bit of a rocky patch recently is um is Eflin. I, he got beat up a bit last night as well, went to two and three for the year. I, I think the Marlins might have beat him up as well or yeah, yeah, I, I don't did. know. He's he's not been great either. So early concerns on the rotation side or is that just you know, early season I think it's I think we're finding it in all of baseball. You know, everybody's yeah. everybody's yeah. struggling with their pitching. You know, like we're getting some crazy scores this year. You know, it's a lot of high-scoring games. There's there's not a lot of pitchers out there at the moment who have started that strong. Um, so I'm not too concerned. Effin started well. First two outings were really really good. Uh, and they, he's just been. I think it was just, possibly yourselves or the Nationals really beat him up hard. Worked him out. Um, his command was just slightly off, but it was enough to to really get battered around. Uh, last night wasn't great either. What, four innings, three runs? Yes. It, it, it's, it's, it was ugly for him. But it, he's not a young pitcher. Not a young pitcher who can work it out. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lose. I think Eflin's got a bit more time than Pavetta had, especially at the back end of that rotation. And he has shown some stuff there in the season. Uh, I think he'll yeah. be back for the Tigers game, which is not a bad game to bounce back for him. So that'll be quite mm-hmm. decisive. If he can't get it right against the Tigers, then maybe he'll be under a bit of pressure. But I, I'm hoping for a bit of a bounce back for him in the Tigers series and hopefully he can work it out. Yeah. And what about this Ikoff, who's obviously come in to replace Pavetta? What's what's he all about? So Ikoff has, has had a bit of injuries. Yeah, he came, he got injured back in the last year. He's a solid pitcher. He's nothing... That he hasn't, we haven't seen anything special from him so far. Um, now, he started, he, he looked really good against the Rockies. And then we kept him for one inning too long. Five really solid innings, uh, mm-hmm. eight strikeouts. We sh- probably should have, in hindsight, left it there. And then he got beat up in the, sixth, uh, in the seventh inning uh, completely. You know, gave away f- four runs. It looks like he got a bit fatigued. His command really yeah. dropped off. But Early signs of Eikhoff are good. Good command. Once he gets the curveball going, really good curveball. Uh, really good slider as well when he gets it going. So, yeah, he'll have a bit of time at the back end of the rotation as well to work it out. Um, but with Santos coming up, there's a bit more pressure on him now because the Santos got called up today, which is <laughs> probably about four months too early. Um, or, <laughs> or four months earlier than expected. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting call from the Foos. Again, they're not messing about. They've got you know, I, I, Santos has gone well so far in AAA. Um, he came up last year and, and showed glimpses. He's a young pitcher. So uh, we'll see. He, you could see him on Sunday. So um, that's, yeah. an interest, that's another interesting call-up as well. Yeah, well, that, that will be interesting. Well, another part of uh, the Phillies, the way it's played out early doors, and again, me and Ryan touched upon this a few weeks ago, was the bullpen the closer scenario, and he, I remember his response was, well, what closer scenario? Um, <laughs> Close, closer um, by committee. 
Yeah, uh, but to me, looking at things, it does look like uh, from the Flames, in a way, Hector Neris is reappearing and reemerging as maybe the guy. Um, Who'd have thunked it? (laughs) (laughs) It's quite something, you know, and I'm so happy for the guy. I'm I'm a Neris fan because, as I said to you before, he he plays, he's a a very emotional player and he, he... you can see every emotion when things are going bad to when things are going good. He's a very happy, usual happy, smiley, go lucky person. Real gives a real buzz in the, in the dugout. You know, he's 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 very upbeat, um, and he, he's he's someone last year who couldn't handle the pressure very well. So many blown saves last season, but very Jekyll and Hyde because on his day, brilliant, brilliant pitcher, brilliant pitcher. And then it can just click and then gone. I'm like, oh, it's, it's a blown save. And then he started the year with a blown save. And we thought, well, here we go. Neris. <laughs> and then since then, since the second week on was, he's really, really kicked on. Um, he's had a couple of really good saves, especially in high, mm-hmm. high pressure situation saves, which last season he would have blown. Um, so the signs are there. I'm not fully convinced yet. There's still a long way to go. Um, but I would like the way he's going. I would have him as the closer. It would be nice to have a proper closer to this closer by committee. I'm not a big fan of closer by committee stuff. I think pitchers and the relievers should have their own roles, and mm. they don't at the moment. Um, we seem to be backing a lot on Alvarez and Nicasio, who I just don't who are probably the worst two combination of bullpen pitchers in baseball at the moment. Um, yeah, Dominguez is starting to warm up. Robertson was really starting to get going again before he got injured and put on the IL, which is another really big blow for us. Um, so, yeah, Neris is the closer for now, yeah. Yeah. The other guy, you're right, you've mentioned Sir Anthony. What a great name anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I, we all root for him anyway, I think, in the UK. Um, but another guy who's just plodding but doing well is Adam Morgan as well. Who's Adam just, Morgan. You know, he's just cruising along. Like, I'm not sure he's... Zero ERA. Yet. Yeah, he's not going to have a run, is he? So. He's, he's, he's a good, solid reliever. Though, Gabe seems to like to put him in for one batter, though. So, don't be <laughs> totally <laughs> fooled by those numbers yet. He comes in for 0.1 inning in, in quite a few games so far. But oh he's a good guy to bring in if you need that out. Um, but even when he's he has gonna come be, in for an, He'll be it, retired soon now, won't he? Once they change the rules for the, the minimum three batters. Oh, well, yeah. Him, well, yeah. It'll it, it, be redundant. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he has, he's, he's a bit of a versatile bullpen player because he can go long innings. He's, he can go two, three, four innings, uh, have very good innings. I think he's had one four inning game this year and he was good. Uh, he's had a, a two inning game, he's good. He's, I think he's even had a save this year, actually. Or he's, he's, had, a, he's had a few holes, he's had a few one one batter games and yeah another nice pleasant surprise and a good piece of the bullpen at the moment yeah yeah it's good and he he was and he was another guy who was sent down last year and has come back up a much better player him and Neris both got sent down and have come back up far far better players which gives me hope about Pavetta as well yeah and actually gives probably some of the Marlins fans as well some hope on on some of the guys we've been chopping and changing with in the first you know, we're only four weeks in, three weeks in and whatever, and we've already had four or five moves happening. So, yeah, we're the same. We we want to see guys go down, 
improve, come back stronger. That's what it's about. So exactly. But All right, a lot, excellent. A lot of that is to do with the player mentality as well. The player has to know that he's been sent down to improve, and it's not oh, I'm being dumped to AAA and head down, and oh, they they've lost faith in me. The player has to have that attitude of right, I'm going to show them and come back up, and that's what we've been quite lucky with, and that's what they've done so far. Something that we do need to touch upon before the series is the sheer amount of IL activity for you guys. There's uh, Dubal Herrera's on the IL, Segura, Kingery, who was on fire, uh, Robertson, you mentioned. Um, there's probably others I haven't even thought of and don't even know of. It's going to be a bit of a test for you guys in terms of the depth um, in the next couple of weeks. I guess you've got the Marlins series now coming up. We've got the Tigers, you've already mentioned. But you know what? What are you expecting from these guys that are that are coming up, filling holes, and it, it, it's proving a test already. Like with this, this Mets series, we've scored one run, and the depth has not been there. Like Segura is a huge loss. His average was over three ten. He got his first home run in the game before he got injured. Herrera's average is good. Kingry was an absolute fire before he got injured. Two home runs. His average was fantastic. He was hitting. He was hitting the ball better than ever. Uh, Robertson was looking like a good closer in the bullpen situation. And then mm. we've got Goslin come up. Hasn't you know? Nothing was really expected of Goslin, but you know, it, it, he's nothing like what Segura is. Uh, Quinn's yeah. come up. He's. Quinn, you know, I think Quinn's come up too early. I don't think he's fully over his injury. He doesn't look the same player that he was last season or even in spring training. Again, he's nowhere near Herrera's caliber. Uh, and Kingery, you know, is really, it's been a bit irreplaceable as well at the moment. You know, we've called up Sean Rodriguez uh, from AAA today as well. And we we need that backup. This, these injuries are showing the weakness in our depth, which you know, if you're going to contend this division, you want to win this division, you need depth behind these big players when they get injured or have, have off days. You know, behind Real Muto, we've got Andrew Knapp, who is just... Yeah, Andrew Knapp, he's, he's, he's awful. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. He's probably one of the worst backup catchers in baseball. So the depth is a little bit of an early worry already. I'm not panicking mm-hmm. yet, but it, it's already... The, the injuries are, are showing a, a few holes that we have behind behind our star players. Yeah. And early impressions on Rio Muto? Love him. Love him. You know, what a catcher. What, you know, not only his, his hitting, his offense has come alive the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his defense, we know, is, is good from what you've, you've obviously seen him. He's, he's had a few tag outs. He's, he's caught a few people stealing already. But the way he calls the games, you know, he does help these pitches in trick situations. We, have, we could have lost a few games by a lot more, but every mound visit, a pitcher will bounce back. Every man visit with, with Real Muto to a pitcher, the pitcher will bounce back. You know, he has that experience already. He has that ability to call the game, to call the pitches. He makes very few errors. Um, the Very good early signs from Real Muto. He's going to be a really big piece of the jigsaw for the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. Awesome player. Uh, I completely agree. And so, ho- ho- hopefully Alfaro's doing the same for you guys. And you know, You're liking Alfaro so far? I've been impressed uh, with Alfaro. We've talked about it with the Marlins crew on our pod anyway. I think he's up to four home runs already, all opposite field. The guy's got pop. He's been caught stealing twice, so maybe go easy on the steals. <laughs> um, but he's looked he's looked good. He's going to be 
like you guys, what you're saying with Riamuto, Alfaro is a centerpiece of the Marlins rebuild, and wins and losses are irrelevant for us right now. Mm. Um, we're looking to 2020, and in reality, 2021. Yeah. Alfaro will be there for that. Brian Anderson will be there for that. Lewis Brinson will be there, plus all the rotation, plus all the other guys you add who are knocking around. So, you know, it's it's about progression for them. And that's what we want to see. Alfaro has impressed me early doors. I good, don't think good. we've had a massive... We haven't had a massive step back anyway from Riamuto, as much as I loved him. Um, I've been impressed with Alfaro. Different type of player, actually. Different mm. type of yeah, yeah, approach, yeah. for sure. But, you know... We don't have much, many power bats at the moment, and Alfaro brings that level of excitement that you know at some point it could go a long way, which is good. So, mm. all right, good. We'll we'll get into the four game series. Um, the Marlins have actually picked up recently. We were on a terrible run. Um, you guys have kind of gone backwards since we. Last met. Yes. What are we thinking for the series ahead? I, you know, we've got we've got a four game series. What what would be good for you guys? I guess the sweep would be good, but you know, and it's at your place. So you know, the first game is at Marlins Park, or the first series. Sorry, but well, for us, for us, a series win, a bounce back series win is crucial. A sweep, a four game sweep would be would be a massive bonus and would be fantastic, but. We have to look at winning that series and getting back to winning ways. We need that winning feeling again. Now, the first game's tough. Smith is, from what I've seen of Smith so far, I've been really, really impressed with Smith. Uh, first time I saw him against us, you know, this, mm-hmm. this guy's got stuff. I've seen him a couple of times this season. Uh, Nola sort of, after a dodgy start against the Rockies, then started to find his way. And at last, we started to see the Nola we saw last year. Um, in, the, in the final couple of innings from Nola, so I'm hoping he carries on that form into tomorrow's game because uh, that will be we we need Nola back. That's crucial. That's that's a win straight away. We can have Nola up and firing again with that best piece of the bullpen behind him. Um, Ariata, Vince are both going. Oh, you won't see Vince, will you? It'll be Ikoff. Ikoff yeah, looks like Friday. We've got Arania Ikoff. I think Friday. Yeah, so Rainier Eikhoff is an interesting one. That again, I'm I'm quite confident. It we're back home. We're we're in the, we're in the midst or at the tail end now of a 17 game stretch with no day off, and the fatigue is starting to kick in. You know, it really is. This 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 series has proved it. To be back at home, have the home energy back behind us. Um, to to be against easier should be opposition in terms of pitching, uh, and with your bullpen. Um, Hopefully we can take advantage and start to get a roll going again. I'm I'm gonna say three, two, uh, three one, three one Phillies. We need it. We we a split. I don't think even a split, especially with the majority of the fan base. I don't think it'll be enough. We we need the series win. We need to start picking that winning momentum back up again. Especially with yeah. the other teams struggling, like the Braves are not getting it together. The Nationals are hit and miss, like we are. The Mets weren't that good coming into this series, and you know we've really gifted them two wins so far. Um, so we we need to figure it out before everyone else starts to figure it out and try and make some headway on this division. Yeah, well, we can already scrub off the Saturday game anyway, so 
If yeah, you've won that. One, then There's your one. Yeah, yeah. We've we've got the one. Um, uh, on our pod last night, I predicted a two-two uh, split. We'll see how that goes. My predictions haven't been massively great thus thus far. So, <laughs> Nor of mine. Any, any, anything, yeah, anything could happen. I've been on the pessimistic sides uh, of Mar- of the Marlins crew. The other guys have been a lot more optimistic, so they're probably more in uh, in your camp. Um, some of them were predicting series wins. Uh, I know Rob. Uh, I think he went three-one Marlins, so he was. It, it, he was it being could really happen. Brave. It could happen yeah. if if the, the week we've had. If that continues into the series, then you could very well, and it's not inconceivable, you could win it or split the series. It, it could happen. I'm just hoping that being back at home and if we can win a game tonight to take into those two games a win tonight would be crucial to take into this this series because if we go into this series swept by the Mets injuries are plaguing us fatigue has really kicked in heads yeah. are down you you guys have got a, a really good chance of, of getting yeah. a sweep or a series win it could happen I've just but I've got to stay positive otherwise you know we're, we're getting swept by the Mets and then coming into your series you know it's just oh Dread to think what could happen. So I've got to stay positive. Dave, stay positive for God's sake. If if you're not positive, then the world will end. I'm sure of that. So that's what no, I want to hear. I put a rallying cry out tweet tonight. So I'm, I'm being positive. Good. No, I'm, I'm predicting a win tonight. We're going to bounce back. We're going to beat up Vargas. Hoskins is going to go yard. Neris is going to save. We're going to get that winning feeling back. And then we're going to go back home. And uh, and see off the Marlins and the Tigers, see off the fish and the Tigers. Yeah, back back uh, top division, uh, end the month, bring on May. Yes, there we go. There you go, you've got yeah. it. I'm I'm happy with. I think three one is a good prediction. Like you said, Saturday's boxed, but apart from that, you may take the rest. So, uh, I think I think that's a likely outcome. Um, awesome. Well, let's um, let's call it a day there. Um, you're probably what are you 20 25 minutes away from first pitch tonight anyway you're going to catch any of the the Mets game itself or I've I've got to be up in literally five hours for a, a course tomorrow <laughs> so I might so I might yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you might as well stay up for the whole lot exactly awesome Dave where where can uh obviously this is a Marlins podcast so where can people follow you where can people interact so uh, on Twitter so on Twitter, we are at, at UK Phillies. On Facebook, we are Philadelphia Phillies UK. And our podcast is Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast. Uh, it'd be great if you gave it a listen. And uh, we'll have you on tomorrow, Pete. Return the favour. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I completely uh, I, I vouch for the, 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 the new pod. It's, uh, it's a good listen. Uh, Ryan, who has already been on on our pod, is uh, joins Dave, and and they get a, a host of guests on. Uh, like Dave mentioned, I'm I'm making a, a guest appearance tomorrow, so I'll share that to to everyone. Uh, Dave, appreciate your time. We'll catch up later in the season, of course. Anyway, we'll um, we'll speak again tomorrow as well. And uh, for the for the listeners out there, we'll catch up. Uh, next week and thanks for listening thanks guys bye bye thanks guys bye bye